in researching you, man, I really had my mind blown. I am very impressed with your ability to generate success, even in a system that you could argue is pretty problematic, possibly even broken, and yet you've had this extraordinary level of success, watching your father killed in front of you when you were 13, um, having to drop out of college at one point because you couldn't afford it, um, growing up and starting a business as a black man in recently just out of apartheid South Africa. I mean, these are pretty hardcore circumstances, and yet you sit here as somebody who has had extraordinary success. So given that people often reach for that excuse of the world's against me, you know, the system is set up to see me fail. What is it about you or the way that you think that has allowed you to be successful despite all of that madness? I think, um, so I, I live by two core principles, right? The first is that everything everyone knows, they learned. And I don't accept that I'm less intelligent than the next person, which means I can learn it too, right? Um, the second is that every single excuse I have is valid, but that's still not going to give me the results that I want. And so we do live in this really uh, uh, PC culture today um, um, where people are looking for the excuse. And the truth is the excuse is completely valid. Yes, you are a young black person growing up in democratic South Africa for the past 26 years, but for hundreds of years before that, it wasn't built for you to succeed. Right. Yes, you're living in one of the most difficult credit capital markets in the world. So it's hard to get access to funding to start a business. Yeah, all of that stuff's true, but that's still not going to change your circumstance. So so the test is not whether or not, you know, the the reasons for not succeeding. The test is whether or not you're willing to do whatever it takes to get to that next level. And a big part of the whatever it takes actually is just remain teachable, just just be a student, student of the game, a student of life, a student of those who've achieved. Um, and I found that those two things have really stood me in good stead. Dude, what you said about excuses being valid, I think that's really important for people to understand. I've always said that the most sinister thing about excuses is that they're real. Like you really do have reasons not to be successful, but now what? Mm. Like now what? Now what mm. are you gonna do? Like um, I remember I was giving a talk um, at Google and one of the guys happened to be African-American and he said, Tom, do you think it's harder for me as a black person in America to succeed? And I said, that seems patently self-evident. Even, even just accepting that humans tend to gravitate towards those that look like them, what I call the school of fish phenomenon. You always see the same kind of fish with the same kind of fish. So being a minority just by definition is going to make things harder. But now what? Like now you can take that excuse and give yourself an out to not try, to not get started, which is something you talk a lot about. Or you can say, regardless of that, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get where I want to go. Now, how do you, how have you, Vusi, cultivated that mentality? When your father was killed, easy moment to give up, to turn to violence, to be angry, to be bitter. When you had yeah. to drop out of school, a reason, again, to just be angry, to be bitter. What, what are you telling yourself that allows you to go, okay, cool, this is my circumstance, but I know what I want? So first, just to make the admission that I do get pissed. And I'm very real and raw at that emotion, right? So I, 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 I recognize the imbalance that the world we live in has. But I also recognize that those imbalances are man-made, Tom. And they were, they were created by people who precede us, who had a particular view of the world. And um, 
And my role is to shift people's views and perspective, right? So that's literally what I do when I'm on a platform. I'm just there to help you see the world differently than how you've seen it before. That's it. Now, what are some, what are some of the, just... the key attributes to that? So you gave us one, which so, is excuses are valid. So what? What are some other core tenets? Yeah. So the first one is excuses are valid. The second one is your reality is your reality. You're not imagining it. You're not imagining that you're poor. You're not imagining that you're left out because you live in a third world country. You're not imagining that you're not getting the right quality of education to make you globally competitive. You're not imagining that. That shit's real, right? Okay, but now that you've got it, you can live in the emotion. And sometimes I do. I get really, really mad and really, really upset. But then the following morning comes and you realize that you've moved not an inch of distance, yet you've expanded all of this time and this emotion. I mean, right now, if you think about the world we live in, just think about how much hatred there is. Think about how much anger there is. And yet we're not moving. So I, what really pulls me out of it, and it's an honest conversation with me, is I go, do you want the emotion or do you want progress? Because you can't have both, right? You're curling. You're rep eight. And your body starts to fire off those signals in your brain and it goes, stop. It hurts. If you stop, you get the emotion. You don't get the progress. So if you talk to any decent athlete, they'll tell you that where the pain start, starts is when the work starts, right? Talk to any decent entrepreneur that's built a large-scale business. They'll tell you the shit they had to go through. So you either get the emotion or you get the progress, but you can't have both, right? We're living in this world today where everybody is just so deeply embedded in the emotion. I want to be angry at Tom because he's X, Y, and Z, and I want to be angry at Vusi because, yeah, yet you make no progress. So yours and my challenge, I think, as a generation is how do we give the world progress? And, and finally, you asked me, so the question around, so how do you get over that, right? So here's the final bit is I recognize that my generation has it the easiest. Like, I think we forget, actually, that our generation probably has it the easiest in the history of Homo sapiens on this little rock called planet Earth. In my generation's Tom, if I say something that's politically incorrect, I might trend on Twitter. If my grandfather said something politically incorrect, he would have been killed or landed up in jail. So, so sometimes we've, we've, we've lost a sense of perspective, right, around it's not easy, but damn, it's much easier than it's ever been. And, and you have a responsibility to own your progress. You can either own the emotion of progress, but you don't get both. Dude. When somebody asks the question, who are you? How do you answer that question, right? Are you, are you the job you have? Are you the place you come from? Are you the lineage of your, of your ancestors? Are you the qualifications? Are you your geography? Who are you, right? And I think a lot of us don't really bother to give that enough thought. I want to go back to this idea of getting started. I think that um, to your point about you get educated, you're wrong, but you figure out that you're wrong. And now you can take a step towards being right. Um, it seems to me that one of the most incredible things about your journey was just a willingness to fail in the beginning, which of course you did. Um, why is it you're so hardcore about that notion of just get started? Because the single most important part of the momentum equation is movement, right? So I'll give you an example. Here's how I explain this to people. So if you're driving your car and for some other strange reason, you know, the car stalls and you're stuck, right? You have one of two things you can do. 
right? And let's imagine you're in a, you know, you know, cell phone black zone. You can't phone anybody. You get one or two things you can do: sit in the car, switch on your hazards, and pray somebody's going to come past you. That's what we call the charity approach. Hi, I'm here. I grew up poor. I didn't get a good education. Help. It completely gives the power to the person on the other side of the equation, which is the, I feel like I want to help, and here's how much I'm willing to help with. All right? Flash the hazards. The alternative is you open the driver's door, you drop the, 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 you drop the handbrake, you put your shoulder behind the chassis, and you push. Now, when you start pushing, the hardest part is going to be that initial meter because the car is completely still. It's got no momentum. So you start pushing. And what happens is five meters down the line, 10 meters down the line, assuming the road is flat, of course, all of a sudden you're not pushing as hard as you were, you're just maintaining momentum. So the reason I always say to people start is because the hardest part is the beginning. My dad used to say to me, you will always be the worst at something the first time you do it. So the results you get the first time you do it are not the true results. That was the worst version of you doing that thing. That's first time you sing, first time doing public speaking, you know, first time you try to do a comedy set, first time you do anything is the worst time because you don't have the skill set. But as you do it, what happens is you mature, you get better, and you learn, right? So that's what I mean by that is, is the reason it's important to start is because all of those stories, that self-narrative that you've been saying and toiling in your head, the excuses are valid, the world isn't fair, and but guess what? At the beginning, it is going to be tough, but the, the only way out of it is to start. There is no other way out of it. You can't negotiate with it, right? It's, um, let, me, let me, just one last thing for you to think about. So I said this to an entrepreneur literally today who came to see me about this very thing. And uh, she was saying to me, look, you know, business, it's COVID. It's been a tough time, yada, yada. And I said to her, I said, you know, if you went to imagine, you know, the Empire State Buildings. So I said to her, if you went to the top of the building and uh, stood at the ledge, prayed to whichever God you praise, God, Buddha, Allah, and told them that you don't believe in gravity and jumped, you'd find that gravity believes in you, <laughs> right? So, so I was saying to her, the environment in the moment we're in is gravity. You can't negotiate your way out of it, right? What you can do is you can get started with who you need to be to survive this moment. And what she was doing, which is what I think a lot of people do, is they, they hang on to who they used to be, right? So I used to be the, well, that's not working anymore. So who do you need to be and get started on that journey? I really honestly firmly believe in the school of starting. Starting, I think, is often more important in the entire momentum construct than everything that comes after that. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up, as always. Thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation, with a standing foundation of self-discipline. I am your respectful host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, look, that just simply means Ed. 
Now, you know the model, the foundation, the slogan, what we stand on, what we stand by, what is bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. One quote that resonates here with us. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Bob Marley. Another thing that we love here is living means doing what you love to do, even if you have to fall to get back up. Man, I love that every time I read it. Today's episode is entitled, What is your self-identity doing to limit your potential? Again, what is your self-identity doing to limit your potential? Potential. As you always know, family, we start with one question and two thought provoking statements. First question Do you want the emotions or the progress? You can't have both. That is inspired by Vusi. This whole show today is inspired by Vusi of the information that he, was, that he was saying. Again, do you want the emotions or the progress? You can't have both. First thought-provoking statement, when the pain starts, the work actually begins. Again, when the pain starts, the work actually begins. And the last thought-provoking statement, the power of your identity. Again, the power of your identity. Again, today's show, this is probably the most where someone has a has had a strong influence on, on today's show as far as A lot of gems were said on that particular clip, which was uh, Tom uh, Bulu's Impact Theory uh, podcast, I mean, uh, show. And I I mean, it was so many gems. I don't even know. I'm just excited to just unpack all of this and make sure that I can involve some of my experiences to align with what was said so I can kind of give you guys some more construct of what he is saying is a hundred percent no 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 it's not a hundred it's a hundred and ten plus percent true and just to hear it from another perspective it really encouraged me even more to say yeah you're on the right path but you still got more work to do. You see, recently, family, I made a decision to uh, go ahead and get my PMP. Now, um, for those that are not familiar with with what a PMP is, it is a certificate provided by project management in which you have to take a, a, a test. And I think it's 200 questions. I'm not sure if they changed it. But anyway, um, is a test in which you have to take a, uh, it is 200 questions or, or less one or the two. I, I, who knows, but anyway, and I felt that I had all the information, meaning I had the purchase, the training course a while back and I started and I stopped. And these past two weeks I've been since reading the, uh, the audio, listening to the audio book by Ryan Leak which is about, you know, winning the day and such as far as, and the book is called uh, Chasing Failures. I said, you know what? I need to pick that PMP back up again. And so I'm going through the training material and I became frustrated because I said, I need an accountability partner better yet. I need, I really need a coach 
because I felt this, I felt this thing three times and I realized that maybe this is, I don't know if I want to go back through that pain again because that pain was, I mean, it hurt family. Just imagine where you make a commitment every day, day in and day out. I don't care what day of it of the week it was you're studying. It doesn't, I mean, and when, and when people were watching TV or partying or going, I was studying and to go take it time after time after time and then don't pass it. And then on top of that, uh, project management sends you this beautiful email to say, Hey, you know what? Um, you're going to have to wait a year before you could take it again. So I said, you know what? I don't even want to take it. I mean, I got a, a career in project management, so I really don't need it. So whatever. And then, but prior to that family, what was so funny and I laugh about it now is the fact that out of all the fears that people have when they take this test or are in the progress of this test, I experienced all of the fears and I, I say that not to, to brag or boast, but I say it because it truly happened. See, a fear that people have is not passing it. Well, I did that not once, not twice, but three times. Another fear that people have is that they get audited. Well, I got audited and I got audited and you go on, you know, you can, yeah, you can go on YouTube and look for what do I do when I got audited? But I was just like, look, they asking to get these documents signed to prove that I did what I did. And yes, I did what I did. But the strategy behind everything is what they don't share with you is that, hey, you need to be in contact with the person that you that was over you during that time. So whatever project that you ran, that they they can understand that hey I need you to sign off in this this document proving that I actually did this and on top of that they have to mail it back okay let me I may have missed you on top of them getting this document requiring re, stating that they sign off and agree that I did what I said I did when I filled out the application they have to sign off on it if they do not sign off on it then you can't take the exam. But here's the kicker. Here's here here's the got you. The got you is you don't find out if you're getting audited until you pay your money. <laughs> all right, all right. Maybe I'm maybe I'm 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 talking about my failures too much, and you guys want to talk about something else. But I can't help it, family, because that's not what this show is about. It's not about a rah 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 all the time. It's, you you know the foundation is self discipline. And part of self-discipline is going through various failures. Self-discipline is about constantly course correction. Self-discipline is working on habits. But anyway, I digress. And going back to what I was saying, so all of those fears and everything uh, I experienced. So now I'm back in the process. So I call the uh, uh, the guy that is over you know, the whole thing that I've taken, uh, I took his, his course after I failed three times. And then I, you know, I stopped because I, again, I was just like, you know what, this is not even worth my time. Let me start focusing on business and just focusing on my career. So as I picked this thing back up, as I picked project management, I mean, the PMP, uh, uh studying everything back up, I call him because I was at a point where I knew I needed help. 
And I love how Vusi uh, talked about where if you were in a in an area and that your your cell phone couldn't work and your car just you know just broke down, what are you gonna do? You can yeah you can sit in a car and put your hazards on and hope that somebody comes by and see you, or you can start the forward momentum or of, of pushing your car. But see, I'm gonna remix that Vusi, and I'm gonna say. I think I'm going to start walking to the closest or the nearest gas station or the closest or the nearest location that I can potentially either one, find cell service or two, find somebody that can assist me or, or, and, and if I find, if I get cell service, well, that's why I pay AAA a yearly uh, premium so I can get the assistance that I need and we can go to that destination. But he, Vusi or I are not wrong. We're basically what he's saying is, and I'm saying the same thing is, is that you have to get moving. You have to get started. Yes, you can sit there and sulk. Yes, you can get into your emotion. But again, as he stated, there's no progress. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's messed up, ED, that you put in all this work that you studied for the PMP and you failed it three times. You got audited. Yeah, you may think, yeah, just because you black and all of these things that, yeah, we can't take aptitude to all the things that you can think. You And you may be right. But it was no progress. So I, I reached out to the guy, like I said, and I called him and I said, hey, look, um, I need an accountability partner. How much do you charge for that? He was like, well, we have a course and such and such. No, I need an accountability partner. How much do you charge for that? Well, you know, we have. No, <laughs> again, I need an accountability partner. As I am going through your course material, how do you. How how much do you charge for that? He said, oh, I see what you're asking me. He said, it's funny you asked me that. He said, we put a, a program in place as part of the video series and all of the uh, testing and everything, which you have a coach. You have two coaches, which I he is one of them and then someone else. He said, you know, I'm going to put you with this guy. And it starts tonight. Can you join? Uh yeah. See, a lot of times family is that when we when we start, when we take action and it's it's immediate, we'll we'll say something because I know I've done this plenty of times is, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll start uh, next week, Monday or uh, I'll start on the weekend instead of getting started right then and there. So I got started right then and there. So a couple hours later, next thing you know, I'm on this coaching call. As we're on the coaching call, I'm listening to everyone because um, they're far ahead of me. Some are already getting ready to take the test. Some are maybe a week or two or out. And he uh, the coach says, so uh, so Ed, tell me uh, your story, what you're here for and what you're looking, you know, looking to do. I said, of course, I'm looking to pass the test. I said, but I'm going to share something with people here that. They may not be aware of. You see, I've taken the test three times and three times I've been unsuccessful. And because I've been unsuccessful three times, someone would say, well, won't you give up? And everyone was stuck. Like you could see people in the camera like, and I, and I, I did that because see a lot of times family, we don't want to show 
our bruises or our scars from what we've been through. We'd rather cover them up with band-aids or cover them up in a way that we can inspire the next person or the next generation. And I realized that on my road to greatness, on my road to mastery, on my road to being the best version of myself, on my road to discovery is that you have to show these scars because there's somebody that's listening to you, that's watching you, that may that is either going through something or have went through something and didn't know if they would if they can make it out or if they made it out, they really just uh, just kind of daydreaming through the day because somebody would say well why why would you want to even take it again you failed it three times it doesn't make sense well family when I said that again like I said everybody was stunned but I realized that I had a choice I had a choice that I can either accept the emotion or I can accept the progress and the progress for me was more important than emotion how many times have you accepted the emotion over the progress? You know what I'm talking about. You wanted to get into that school and you couldn't get in or you wanted that job and they sent you a rejection letter or didn't call you at all. Or better yet, you wanted to, you know, have that particular spouse and he or she turned you down. Family, you have an option and the option is guaranteed. What do you mean by that? Well, you can either have the emotion or you can have the progress. See, when we make a decision that we want to get the progress, the emotion, it does matter. Don't let me be clear because um, <laughs> I'll be the first one to tell you I get frustrated. I get angry because I'm human. But after I'm done with that pity party, after I'm done with that, that emotional exhausting, that that emotion, and I don't know, it may it might take a day, it may take an hour, but I like what someone has said. And I think it was uh, Patrick McDavid. I actually recorded, um, I mean, I listened to his, his. It, I think it was about wealth or something. I can't even remember the name of it, but it was really inspiring and impactful because he said, when you're going through something, and I paraphrase that you have to find ways to shorten the time of, in so many words, the emotion. So let's say you were trying to get this deal and it didn't happen. And normally you would spend a, a week or, you know, a week of just being frustrated. Like I did everything I made. All, I, I lived up to the customer's commitment and more and I didn't get it. And you spend a week. He was saying, well, see if you can shorten that, you know, by four days or three days and then continue to work to get better and better. And I think that that's what happens a lot family that we, we, we get so caught up in the problem that we, we miss out on the solution. And when we, we focus on the problem so much, the solution is never going to be evident to us because the problem has outweighed what the particular solution could be. I hope that frees somebody. I hope that challenges somebody's thought. You know, um, I was thinking about how I was uh, expected to go to, uh, I wasn't expected to go to college. So I went and took the army entry exam. Well, the I guess the military exam didn't pass that. So again, I'm like, here we go again. Uh, this was before you know, um, I didn't have a direction of what I wanted to do after high school. So I said, all right, well, 
I had an opportunity. A friend of mine was like, hey, won't you just come down here? You know, they got a basketball team. You can potentially see if you can walk on and and all these things. So I end up going to Gramlin State University. Love that university still to this day. And after a year being down there, I come back home and my mom was like, look, uh, things are tight here financially. And she wasn't paying for college or anything, but she was sending me money because as a college student, I don't know what they told you, but you need you need money to because sometimes the, the, the caf, cafeteria food that's part of your plan it, it's just not what it is. I mean, I'm just going to keep it. But I don't know what it is, you know, what it's like now. But back then it was just I mean, yeah. So you would you would go to the store or you would need and you would need various things as well. Your toiletries, you know, you need bedding and and all those things. So my mom was like, financially, it's just not going to be feasible for us. So you're, you're probably going to need to find something local. And I didn't want to stay where I was at. I wanted to experience the whole college experience. So I uh, went back to the neighborhood, was playing in. Uh, they call it midnight. I mean, well, I played midnight basketball and then I was playing. Yeah, it was midnight basketball. It was another uh, league, too. But so I played midnight basketball and coaches were showing up. And one of these coaches were looking at my friend and my friend was like, hey, you should, you know, look at him, too. So I end up going to this college and, play, you know, and have an opportunity to somewhat live out my dream of playing college basketball. So I ended up going to that particular school and it really worked out. And that's what I understood that one thing about my life that has allowed me uh, to continue to move forward and have forward momentum is, is that once I learned a principle uh, and I didn't even know how, what that principle was, I just knew I was just tired. And that's what I was saying. You know, I used the principle my mom gave me. She was like, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you take action. And Vusi, he just says, you can either have the emotion or you can have the progress. You can't have both. And that's what my mom was saying. You know, when you get to a point when it's enough's enough, you're going to do something about it because you can't sit in those emotions forever because it doesn't change your current situation. And so, that, that for me has helped and propelled me a lot of times where I just really, truly just did not want to keep going because I was like, you know, this was happening and I was seeing like, you know, I, I'm, again, I remember just imagine, you know, you lose, just losing a parent is tough enough, but imagine losing your parent, losing your job and you behind on your bills all at the same time. And you're like, how in the world did this happen? And it happened so fast that you're just like, what? And so I sat there in that emotion longer than I probably should have. But it was just it was so devastating to believe that all of these things were happening to me. And I was just like, why me? Why is this happening to me? I'm, you know, I don't claim I'm the the greatest person in the world, but I I treat people extremely fair and well. Like, why is this all happening to me? My mom was like my best friend and it just came out of nowhere. And then the job situation where um, they decided to, to lay me off and and I'm the one that originally 
I was only there for a temporary situation, meaning because I was supposed to go to their other company located in Florida. However, because of a, a employee situation, they offered for me to stay, stay, um, stay, you know, take his position. So I was like, and then they added some more money. So I was like, all right, cool, I'll, I'll do it. But I had always felt guilty about that because I had told my mom, hey, I'm coming to because she was moving from Michigan into Florida. And I was like, hey, I'm coming to be closer to you so we can, you know, uh, do some things in Orlando and hang out. And because, you know, I, I hadn't been going home as much as I used to once I had left Michigan. So I was like, bet that's that's what we're going to do. And so for me to 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 come back from from literally burying my mom to a couple days later, you bring me into office and say, Hey, you know what? We're the company is going in a different direction. We're having to limit staff and they, and I'm like, what? No, nah, this is just not happening. And then to go home and you're just thinking like, what am I, what am I going to do now? And so I, so for me, I just started going to play basketball and and just and you know do things to to uh, to get my mind off of it. And through the process, at the same time, still applying for jobs and and looking for for opportunity. And then you know, I fe- eventually I fell into my next opportunity. But that whole process had taught me a valuable lesson about. Yes, it's yes is messed up. Yeah, you have every right to feel the way that you feel. You are you you have every right to be frustrated that that this is happening to you. But what are you going to do now? So, family, I challenge you to start making momentum. I I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't even know if, if, if you even understand where I'm coming from, but, and you may have never been through something through anything, but if you have this message is for you, if you experience a letdown by somebody, or you've even let your own self down, what are you going to do about it? Because you know you can't have both. You can't have the emotion and the progress because they just don't mix. It's like I, I think they use the analogy um, um, oil and, and blood or mud and water. I don't know. But basically the gist of it is is saying that you have to make a decision to say, I got to get over the emotional aspect. And I'm not telling you not to be emotional because we're human. We're all emotional. But you have to start saying once I once once you get over once you identify that the emotions that you have are valid, now we have to find the progression. Now we have to find the, the, the necessary steps. But instead of going the instead of go, looking up at the steps, let's look at the step because if we look at the steps, we won't take any action. They you know we'll just say you know what, maybe this is just too much. Because I know when I made a decision to wake up early, family, it's, it, I don't I don't know what they what they tell you. I mean, it sounds exciting about, yeah, I'm getting up early and I'm getting after it. I'm going to be honest with you. I it, I, it stays. I, I'm just exhausted. But I'm willing to pay the price. Matter of fact, I'm willing to pay the investment because what I realize is what I'm doing now 
is going to pay for something later. What I'm giving up now will pay for something later. See, this is not a cost. See, a cost is I'm paying for it you know, something real quick and and in a hurry. An investment is a long-term approach. And this is a long-term approach. I'm playing the long game. So when I get on here and I share my my personal stories with you, where I, 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 I hope that I inspire someone, I hope that I create an environment, a safe environment where people say, you know what? I was thinking about that idea I think I'm going to go act on it. I may not have all the resources. I may not even know what I should do next, but you know what? I'm going to get started. Let me start by going on YouTube and, and, and looking to see what's going on. Because what amazes me is, is that um, you know, I, I love what he talked about. This generation has it easier. And, and it's so true because I grew up in a generation right in the middle, like right when the Internet had just hit and and, and things of that that nature. Because I remember <laughs> I used to go to fill out applications. Um, and then once online came on, I was like, I'm not going to fill out no application. Let me see if they got it online. And, and it, it used to frustrate my mom because at that time where – uh, <laughs> I laugh about this now, but it was it, it it just frustrated her. Is that you could take you had to take the phone cord and plug it into your computer. Uh, it was that DSL uh, dial up. You would hear that, and uh, well, you're online. And while you were online, nobody could call in. So. My mom was like, man, the phone ain't rang and such and such. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but I did know what was going on. So I had to I had to pivot. So what I ended up doing is, is that uh, I started staying up real late and I would stay up to three, four o'clock in the morning, just filling out applications. And then I would sleep through the day. And the perception to my mother was, dang. He, I mean, why are you not out there looking for a job? What are you doing? Because they didn't understand. And so a lot of times, family, when you are working and doing things, there are going to be people that are close to you that don't understand what you're doing. But see, what she what she didn't realize was I was applying for jobs. And eventually, once I was able to show my work and how you know it ended up working out, she was like, oh, I, I, I just didn't know. But that's the thing about life family is, is that you have to trust your gut instinct. You have to trust that, that feeling that is saying, you know what, go after it, go ahead and be that person that you said you wanted to be. Stop waiting and stop trying to, to be who you used to be because who you used to be is not getting you the results that you want. When I've made the decision and I'm a work in progress, don't get it twisted. Please don't get it twisted. I am definitely a work in progress. There's still bad habits that I, I'm, I don't like. I'm not appreciative but I am much further with those habits as far as creating good habits than I was before. You know, for me, this is an exercise. This is a workout to be able to get on this mic, to be able to, to extract audio clips that I'm able to learn from and that you're able to learn from because I know you're getting a lot of value out of this because I'm getting so much value out of being able to learn from people that, um, I don't want to use the word that are smarter than me because it's not about intelligence. It's about how can I take what they said and customize it for my own life? You know, one of the things that uh, Vusi had talked about that 
his his mantras that I, I that I had to incorporate in my own life now is he said something about he said there's two core principles um, that resonates with him and that he goes by. He says everything everyone every, everything everyone knows they learn. So that means that I don't accept that I'm less intelligent than the next person. So that means that I can learn it too. Again, I'll say that again. Everything. Everyone knows they learned. So that means that I don't accept that I am less intelligent than the next person. So that means that I can learn it too. And then the second core principle that he talked about was every single excuse that I have is valid, but that is still not going to give me the results that I want. Again, every single excuse that I have is valid, but that is still not going to give me the results that I want. Family, I'll close on that note. I hope today you enjoyed the show. I hope there's something that you are able to take away from whether you're trying to find who you are and what does that identity look like for you um, and being able to position yourself as far as stop saying that you can't and start figuring out how can you and 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 how can you will have more impact on your life than the things you say that you can't. And I, I challenge you also to move towards the things you want and move away from the things you don't want. I know that sounds common sense, but everything that sounds common, it doesn't make sense. Ooh, I like that. But I'm just challenging you today, family. Uh, to really push yourself to really enjoy this thing that we call life because you only get one of them. And because of that, I want you to have the best life, the best version, and it's not going to be easy. Your excuses are valid. Yep, you're right. I mean, look at me. I'm a black male and no, it hasn't been easy. This hasn't been a walk in a park. We're not skipping to my loo. But what I do understand is if I'm willing to put in the work, if I'm willing to make the sacrifices each day, I got an opportunity to get better. And somebody maybe is going to listen to this show either now or in the future and say, oh, well, we need that man to to deliver a keynote for us. Oh, we need that person to come talk to my staff. Oh, we need that person to give us some direction around leadership. Well, family, that's why I tell you get started today. This has been your boy. E.D. And this is another. Impact secret podcast show I have an option in life you have an option in life you can have the emotions or you can have the progress but you can't have both usually if you ever listen to this I want to thank you my brother for providing some great content that I was able to build off of because that alone has really just touched my life in a special way. So thank you, my brother. Until next time, I'm out. Peace.